Not Pastor Evans' word. Not Pastor Sarah's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. It's always a lamp unto our feet. It's always a light unto our path. And Father, as we come today to minister to the singles that are in your kingdom, I thank you in advance that the word is going to land in a good place. It's going to land in a fertile place. It's going to land in a place, Father, that when it develops and when it's fertile and when it grows, it's going to develop into, Father, the likeness of your word. And so, Father, we step back now so the Spirit of God can use us to minister. And we thank you in advance because Jesus always confirms the word with signs following. And so we declare that signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow the lives of these singles. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Last week we began a new series entitled Mirrors. Everybody say mirrors. And as I stated on last week, this series is designed to minister to married couples as well as single individuals in a unique way. So for the whole month of September, everybody say the whole month. The whole month of September, our church services will be divided by relationship status. In other words, our married couples will be attending our 9 o'clock service, which just took place. And this service, which is at 11, will be our singles. And as an added bonus, everybody say an added bonus. As an added bonus, our singles will be kicking off the singles ministry here at Word of Tooth Family Church at the end of the month. Amen? So give, just give the Lord a hand clap so now you don't need a reason to go to the club. Look at your neighbor and say, here come that man. Go on and tell him. That means we have to start yeah. singles ministry at 11 o'clock. Yes. So if you're visiting us today and we're not aware of this change, you're welcome to sit through today's service and then join us for the rest of the series uh, because I know it will be a blessing to you. So if if you're taking notes today, uh, our message title for our singles is called The Dressing Room. The Dressing Room. And as you can see, I have my better half up here with me. Glad you know it. Glad you know it. Yes, so uh, there's going to be some fire coming and there's going to be some arrows coming, but how many know it's going to be a blessing to you? So let me ask you a question. How many, by the show of hands, have ever had to use a dressing room before? Let me see your hand. Amen. All right, good. It's typically a place where you are alone, uh, you know, on, for the most part, and you're trying on clothes to see how they fit. Uh, so that you can see how good it looks on you. And and most of the time, uh, it's a place where you're getting yourself together. And so our whole lesson today is designed to help you get Get yourself together. together. (laughs) 
So just look at your single neighbor and say, you need to get your life together. Now look at the other one and say, don't make me have to say it again. Now, I know all of you may not be interested in getting married, but I want you to know that these seven principles that we're going to give you also apply to you whether you want to get married again. Amen? All right, because you can view all seven of these principles that we're going to give you as spiritual or natural. Now, let me warn you in advance, uh, we will not get through all seven of these principles that we're going to give you. So wherever we stop today, we'll pick up on next week. So if you're taking notes, I want you to find or write down Genesis chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 1 through 25. A lot of reading, but we're not going to read all of them completely. And then we're going to go over to Matthew chapter 6 verses 33. So let's just jump right into this because what we're going to do is we're going to discover the first dressing room principle as we read Genesis chapter 1 verse 25. So it says in Genesis chapter 1 verse uh, 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and it was void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Notice that the Spirit of God was moving. But I want you to see now in verse 3 it says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was what? Okay, let me just throw a principle out to you. If you notice the Spirit of God was moving, but He did not do anything until God spoke. The Spirit of God is always moving. He's always hovering. He's in your life. But you need to help Him by declaring what God's Word says in your life. Amen. It says now in verse 5, I'm jumping down, And God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. I'm jumping down to verse 7. And God made the firmament, and He divided the waters which were under the firmament. And then verse 8 says, And God called the firmament, what? Heaven. And verse 9, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Verse 10 says, And God called the dry land earth, and gathering together of the waters, He called it the seas. And He saw it all, and it was what, class? It was good. Verse 11, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding forth fruit after its kind, whose seed was in itself. And then verse 14 says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for the signs and for seasons and for days and for years. In other words, that's where we got our four seasons from. Look at verse 15. And let them be for lights of the firmament to heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Look in verse 20. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that has life. The fowls and all the birds. In verse 21 it says, the great whales. And they begin to move. And then the winged fowls. And God saw that was good. Verse 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after its kind. Cattle and creeping things and beasts upon the earth and after its kind. And God made the beasts of the field uh, from the earth after its kind. And then it says, and God saw that it was what? Good. Now, we did a lot of reading there, but, but here's my question. What was God doing? Before he even made the man, I want you to see, and here's the first principle if you want to take notes, and that is God was bringing order 
to the earth before he even put man here. So here's the first principle for you. The dressing room principle is that you must have some protocol in your life before you meet anybody. Now, what is protocol? All of these are going to start with P. In other words, you need to get your life in order before God even brings somebody into your life. You have to have some order. And if you notice, God structured the whole earth before he even put a man on it. He put the earth in order so the man could maximize. Say maximize. He put the whole earth in order so the man could maximize his potential. And before you ever try to enter into any relationship, especially if it's a marriage or engagement, you must get your life in order. You say, well, Pastor, what does that mean? There are some principles. Say principles. principles. There are some principles that you need to have already operating in your life that you need to live by. Because if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. See, most single people don't have their lives straight. They don't have a biblical pattern. They don't have some order in their life. And so watch this. Their life is chaotic, and then they meet people whose life is chaotic. And that's why you attract the same kind of person, because you're only attracting what's already going on in your life. Amen. So Matthew 6.31 helps us with setting order and priority in our lives. So I'm going to ask Pastor Sarah to read this. This is out of the NLT version of the Bible. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. My God today. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Above what? Above what? Seek the kingdom above all else and live righteously, Mm. my God. And he will give you everything you need. Oh, see, let me read that again. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and then boom, this is the result. He'll give you everything you need. Wow. So the kingdom of God should be the first priority of your life before you meet anybody. So that means now you must embrace God's way. Everybody say God's way. As a single person, you must embrace God's way of doing things. Watch this above all else. Watch what Matthew says, uh, 6.33 says in the Amplified Bible. It says, but seek, aim at, strive after, first of all, his, his kingdom And his righteousness. Watch this. His way of being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. Amen. You will never get your life in order until you accept and embrace God's way of doing things. What does it mean to get your life together? You need to get your spiritual life in order. I mean, here it is. You want a woman of God, but you live like you are a man of God's. They don't know what God you're serving. Somebody say amen. When I was single, the Lord told me, he says, Evan, you want a princess, but you act like a frog. I mean, single people typically have these long lists, babe. Come on, you used to have one, didn't you? Yeah, but mine was short, though. Yours was shorter. It was tall, dark, and handsome. That's it. That is. That was not on there. 
I had three things. What was it? What was on your list? What was on my list? Yeah, throw it out there. Give it to them. What was okay. on your list? My list was number one, the person had to love God more Lo- than they were going to love me. Wow. Did you hear that? Had nothing to do with their <laughs> shape, size, or color. Would you say that? Yeah, they had to love God more than they were going to love me. Because okay. I knew if they could be committed to God who they couldn't see, they could be committed to me. Mm. So the number one thing was where was God in their life? Okay. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I wanted from the person was that they could love me like God loved me. Okay. Meaning that they're, you know, I know I'm a lot. You understand? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a lot and some. So I needed someone with an abundant mindset. You understand? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they were going to, yeah, follow God. So, and then the third thing, I just didn't want them to be shorter than me. Shorter than you. Well, give a hand clap for her list. And I got exceedingly, abundantly, above. Absolutely. All, I could ever ask all you could ask of me. Imagine. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You know exactly what to say. Amen. Some of you need to get your financial life together. For real, please do. Like, for real, no. Like, Amen. Right. Some of you all, your credit is so bad, they barely take your cash. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. Fifty dollars, ma'am. Here you go, cash. <laughs> Get their credit hey, in order, baby. Get your credit together. How to how, how to do that? I mean, well, look, we yeah, have so one, many different types of. We tip. have a, we have a true group called the Financial Hope True Group. Go yes. through. Yes, go through the true group. Get your finances in order. Amen. Learn how to budget. Get out of debt. Raise your credit score. Start tithing unto the Lord. I mean, listen, why should God trust you with a mate when he can't trust you with his money? Here come that man. Here come that man. Here come that man. Look at your neighbor and say, here come the man. Here come the man. (laughs) Get your car together. Oh, wow, those little french fries and snacks. I'm telling you, look, you can start a McDonald's franchise in your car. Oh, oh, no. Come on, clean your car, clean your closet. Well, don't nobody see it, but if you want to get married, somebody's going to see it. Take a bath. Take a bath. What? Take a bath. I mean, while we're cleaning everything else, just... <laughs> Take a bath. Yeah, go for that. Wow. Try it. Take a bath. Yeah, twice a day. That was not on my nose. <laughs> Amen. Complete your education. Amen. Listen, adhere to some healthy relationship and dating standards. Listen, if you don't have some order and some protocol in your life, this is why you end up picking the wrong type of person because you don't have no order. So you enjoy disorder. Exactly. See, this is how you can compromise because you don't have biblical standards for the relationship that you want. So that's why when, uh, when Junior comes along and he say he a Christian because his website or his dating status on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter says not in relationship. So you think, oh, but he's a Christian. He goes to church. 
How many know the devil come to church too? See, what you don't know about Junior or Junior Red? You ask them, hey, do you go to church? Yes, but they are a Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter Christian. So you now, that's why you're struggling, uh, you know, when you're dating and you got to drag him or her to church because they weren't going to church before they got to you. Or all the way around. So here is a take-home thought that I want you to take home with. A life that is in biblical order, say biblical order. A life that is in biblical order will always attract God's best and His favor. Yes. yes. Amen. That's Look true. at your neighbor again and tell them, get your life in order. Yeah, get in order. Here's because, the second yeah, principle. The thing is that uh-huh. you have to understand too that, um, where's that scripture, baby? You the Bible man. You the Bible man. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in the New Testament, something about uh, uh, chaos. Um, wherever there is chaos, there's every... Un- oh, there's confusion in every... Evil work. In every evil work. Confusion is disorder. It's disorder. So a lot of times when you and I don't get ourselves in order and we live in disorder, we invite evil work in. Because the enemy thrives in disorder. And and babe, you know what? Had I not had my financial life in order when God spoke to me and told me to quit my job and move to Jamaica because I didn't know what God was doing. He made me a promise that I was going to get married, but I didn't realize that the promise was located in Jamaica. So he tells me to go to Jamaica. I had to quit my job. So for two years, I had to live on the money that I saved. Had I not had my financial life in order, watch this, I could have missed the blessing. Because you couldn't have even bought your ticket to get to Jamaica, huh? Exactly. Exactly. Ticket? I wouldn't even been able to afford the passport. And see, some of you all, if you don't watch it, you're going to miss. Because I believe if you're not in divine position, you can miss who God wants for you too. You can not only miss what God wants for you, but you can miss who God wants for you too. Amen. So here's the second dressing room principle that we want to throw at you. And that is you must have a biblical perspective of yourself. A biblical perspective. Genesis 1.26. We're picking up now. We ended at 25. We're now looking at Genesis 1.26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Listen, and by the way, ladies, you can step on spiders, okay? That's a little creeping thing. We ride wolves over here. (laughs) Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this point because last week's message, if you weren't here, covered that principle thoroughly. But I will say this. Most people are expecting other people to validate them when the person they want to validate them don't even know who they are. Right. Notice now in Genesis 1.26, he said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Watch this. And let them have dominion. dominion. Say dominion. Now watch what he told them to have dominion over. The fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle. But watch this now. He says, and over how much of the earth? How much? Over all the earth. So let me explain something to you. When he made Adam, he said he made him from the dust of the ground. 
And that's why at funerals you hear them say, from the dust you are and from the dust you shall return. So listen, until you and I can have dominion over this earth, you will not be able to have dominion in life. In other words, the earth is not just this physical planet that we live on. You are the earth because you came from the earth. And until you can dominate you, you won't be able to help somebody else. What you don't dominate will dominate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 says this. But we have this treasure, watch this, in earthen vessels. You are an earthen vessel. So God is expecting you to dominate you before you try to get with somebody else. I'm going to tell you something. I had a room full of married people this morning who some of them didn't learn to dominate them. And that's why they want to dominate the other person. Right. That's good. Amen. Second Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure in earthly vessels. Here's number three. Here's the third dressing room Don't principle. Don't that part here because here it says... Um, that the excellency, that the excellency, right, of the power may be of God and not of us. When you and I dominate our earthen vessels, when we take control of our flesh, the excellency of the power of God manifests in and through you because you are in order. But God does not manifest in disorder. The Bible says every evil work and the enemy lives in disorder. So there are certain parts of us sometimes that we don't have this, this power of God or this favor of God or this thing that shows up because that part is not dominated. You understand? It's not surrendered unto God. It's not, we can't control our appetite. Well, you and that's know, why the so, scripture says everything must be done decently and in order. Why? Because that's the only way God's going to move. Okay, I'll give a testimony. So, you know, if you all follow me on Instagram, which you should, if you don't, you're missing half your life. Okay, just, okay so a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, was praying and, you know, the Lord, I was praying, you know, Lord, thank you for all the opportunities you give me. I was so sincere too, you know, I was like, Lord, you know, thank you for fulfilling your call on my life and, and all that. And he was like... I'm not even doing half the stuff I could do with you because you're, you, you know, you're just, you're just lazy. I said, what? <laughs> he said, you, you don't have any order. And I said, of course I do. And he said, no. He said, you pray, you read your Bible, you eat well. He said, but you do not manage your temper. You do not work out. And if I was to put you in the middle of somewhere right now and told you to do a 10-day revival every single day, you would not last after the jet lag. So all of the things that you see and I've shown you, your disorder is keeping you. This is not me. I am over here with all this stuff for you. And your body will not physically be able to handle the call of God on your life because you're choosing to just, because you do it well in all these other areas, this area you're thinking it's okay. Just leave that alone. But there's a certain amount of, there's a certain amount of doors that could be open for you. But you would not be able to, you'd get stroke. You'd have heart attack. You'd fall from exhaustion because you have no discipline in this area. Wow. And so when he told me that, he said, you're keeping you. You won't dominate your flesh. You have bought the lie that because you're an entertainer's child, that you always have to stay up to three o'clock in the morning. That you always, this is because I've done this my whole life. He said, so because you've done it, you believe that's you. But you at that level cannot function where I want you to be. So you have to change. I'm not going to change. You change. 
So I made up my mind. I couldn't believe I made up my mind. I couldn't believe it. I said, okay, I'm telling you, know you what, won't he do it? <laughs> won't he do said, it? God, Go on and testify, you know girl. I did. I said, you know what? I want it all. I don't want, I'm doing good, but I don't want to just do good. I want at the end of the day when my, when they put me in that ground, I just died because it was time. I couldn't do nothing else for God. Not because I shortchanged myself and died before my time because I collapsed just in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And I made up my mind. And some people here at the church, you know, said, we go at six o'clock in the morning. I said, oh no, wait, what? Six in the morning, that, but I'm just going to sleep by then. And would you believe it? It's been, what, 21, 21, 22 days straight. I have been Unbelievable. I probably missed one day, but anywhere I've gone out of town or in town, I still do it. Once I made up my mind because I understood the enemy was winning me in one area that I thought was okay to just let him have it because I was amazing in these other areas. But I, boy, I tell you, I'm more clear. Every, my whole life has changed. I mean, I just naturally get up now without even needing the alarm. It's crazy. But I know myself. So I've said, Mr. Corey over there, I said, don't give me any passes. Because my personality, if you give me a foot, I'm going to take a mile. If you make me not wake up one or two days, I'm going to be like, oh, well, can't be bothered. So my temperament, I know the enemy can win me in this area of disorder. So I have to put myself in extreme order to just get balanced in myself. You got to know yourself. Listen, and when you can dominate this earth, yes, you graduate from selfishness to be able to serve others. And marriage is all about serving the other person. It's not about what they can do for you. Marriage is really about what you can do for them. I didn't get no amen. Somebody email me one, Instagram me one, Twitter me an amen, somebody. Glory to God. Here's number three. Do you even know what Twitter is? Here's number three. The third dressing room principle is that you must understand, watch this, how to accept and walk in God's provision. Now, this is going to be good. I'm going to show you something. Because where God provides, He will provide where He guides. Let's go now to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to look in verse 29. It says, and God said, watch this. Now, this is after He put... He, uh, he have not put Adam here yet. But He says, behold... Yes, He has. He says, behold, I have given you, Adam single person, every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree and in which the fruit of the of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat. Now I like the TEV version. It says, I have provided. In other words, God has provided. Well, let's see. All kinds of grain and all kinds of fruit for you to eat. Now, I want you to notice that God provided this before Adam, before he, he did it for Adam, but he did it before Eve came along. In other words, Adam didn't need Eve's paycheck to make it. And that's why shacking ain't good. Because you now begin to live your life out of order. You now put your money with this person. And now, listen, you are, you are now a, need that person as a crutch to be able to live. Now let's reread this verse because I want to, I want you to pay attention to what God provided. He said in verse 29, and God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. And then he says, every tree, but watch this about the tree. 
in the which is the fruit of the tree, a yielding seed. In other words, the provision that God supplied to the man before he was, before anything else, before he, listen, he gave him seed. And most single people never experience God's provision because they don't recognize seed and they don't know how to manage it. He didn't give Adam them money. He gave them seed. Everybody say seed. And your job is really there to provide you with seed so you can give and not just live. See, you will never live in overflow. Say overflow. You will never live in overflow if you think your job is just there for you to live. Your job is not there for just you to live. Your job is there for you to be able to give. You say, well, Pastor, how do you know that? Well, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 28. It says, let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor. Another word for labor is work. Another word for work is a job. But let him or her have a job working with their hands the thing which is good. Why? That they may have it to what? Come on, class. That you may have it to give to him that what? Need it. So your job is not there just to help you live. It's there to help you give. And many of you, you may, listen, you have to understand that increase may come from working, but watch this. God only supplies seed to the sower. Oh, see, some of you all, your job is a dead end. You're stuck. And you've been applying. Pastor, I qualify. I I got this and I have this education. And listen, he didn't provide Adam with an education. He provided him with some seed. And see, what you don't know, the reason why you're stuck in that position at work, because God is waiting on you to trust him to learn how to give so he can, watch this, it says he supplies seed to the sower. So that means that in order for you to get some increase from God, you got to show him that you know how to give. Oh, 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 so watch this now. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, I'm reading out of the NIV, it says, Now he, God, who supplies seed... To the who? Sower. He doesn't supply seed to the holder. He supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. And then this is what he does. And he also increases your store of seed. And watch what he does. And he will enlarge the harvest of your harvest of your righteousness. Now here's a take home statement I want you to write down. How will you ever be able to freely give to your spouse when you are being stingy with God? How are you going to be able to freely give to a spouse when you're being stingy with God? Amen. Adam, let's go to our our fourth principle. And we're going to, well, I don't even know if we don't have time for number four. Because it's 1229. So, so, yeah, I know. I know y'all was late anyway. But, but let me, let me just end with, with this. Let me end with this. A lot of you in this room, you're slave to your money. You ain't running your money. Your money's running you. Are you running down on your money? See, many of you 
your idol. See, back in the day, in the Bible days, idols were physical things because they used to, uh, you know, worship statues and that kind of thing. And so we get in the modern day, we're like, I don't have no idols in my, in my life. No, your idol is in your wallet. Because you don't honor God with what you get first. You honor you. You honor TXU Electric. You honor General Motors. You honor Chase, MasterCard, Visa, and Discover. They, watch this now. You honor them before God. So you expect God to bring some increase in your life? Oh, my God. Now, we were not going to end this way, but I know how I'm supposed to end right now. There are some single people in this room right now. You need to... See this? This is an altar. You need to lay your idol down at this altar today. The idol is your money. I can prove it because I know a lot of you are. I don't know nobody's personal giving. The personal giving I know is me and my wife. I don't check people's giving. Let me tell you why I don't. Because I don't want nobody, I don't want what I see to influence me in any way on how I treat them. That's why I treat everybody the same. Right? But there are a lot of people in this room. You don't give to the Lord. Tithe, 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 what is the tithe? Isn't that some detergent? You've been thinking I'm talking about detergent all Sunday, every Sunday. Girl, why are you always talking about soap? It's not soap. It's 10%. So here's what we're going to do. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm not going to ask you to come down here. But I just know by the Spirit of God, there are so many people in this room that have not made a commitment. You're walking around with an idol in your pocket and God is saying, when am I going to be first? Right there at your seat. It's time to lay the idol down. And today, make a decision that you're going to tithe. And you're going to do it consistently. You say, well, Pastor, what does that mean to be consistent? 90 days straight. If you have never done, if you've never given God his first 10% for 90 days straight, you're inconsistent. And if you fall in that category where you've never done it 90 days straight and continue to do it, if, if you've never done that, then I'm talking to you. It's time to lay the idol down. And as I close here, there was a young lady who came to our church years ago single no at the time she was married and she said pastor evan i can't tithe because i have too many payday loans i'm talking to somebody right now you're in a scenario where these payday loans are are tearing you apart she said pastor i have too many payday loans to to give to the lord i said you'll never get rid of the payday loans until you give to the lord and this person started tithing. And every single one of her payday loans got paid off. And she still couldn't figure out how. It's because she put God first. And so here's the altar call right here. With every head bowed and every eye closed. 
If you know, if you know you're not a tither, that thing is an idol in your life. That money has become a control over you because you can't honor God first. And you're ready to put that idol down and make a commitment to the Lord to bring 10% because you're not giving it because it's not yours. You're returning the 10% that belongs to him. He can trust you with more when you can give him his first. If you're ready to make that commitment today. And this is only for those who are not doing it right now. And haven't, and I'm talking about for 90 days straight. If you've never done it, but you're ready to do it, just start, raise your hand right there to see and say, Pastor Evan, that's me. That's me. I'm going to wait for you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to stand up or anything like that. Just raise your hand right there at your seat. Because I just want you to, I want the devil to see your hand. And I want you, I want God to see your hand so he can see that, okay, they're ready, they're ready. You know what? I'm waiting on some more people. I see hands going up. I, I got some hands, but I'm waiting on some other people. Cause, cause you're saying, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Well, when are you gonna get ready? Today's the day. Pardon not your heart. I'm gonna wait. There's some more hands. There's some more hands. Amen. Those of you who have your hands up, look up at me, look up at me, look up at me. Thank you for raising your hand. I'm just going to point to you. When I do, you can put your hand down. Thank you. I see your hand. 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 Keep them up now until I point to you. I can see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand in the red back there. Thank you. I see your hand. 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 Back there in the corner. Thank you. I see your hand right here. I see your hand right here. Thank you. I see your hand right here. I see your hand. I see your hand. Wave at me if I miss you. I miss you. I see your hand. 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 And you know what? Thank you. I see your hand. I'm going to wait because there are at least 25 more. Thank you. I see your hand. There are at least 25 more people. The devil tearing you up right now. Listen. Kill the flesh today. Kill him. Make him submit. Hallelujah. I see your hand. I see your hand. Wave at me. Real high. Put it up. 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 I'm going to wait. Put it up. Thank you. I see your hand. Come on. I'm going to wait. Thank you. I see your hand. I'm going to wait. This is, listen, listen. I need you to somehow tune my voice out and hear God speaking to you. Because it's a struggle in your life. He's trying to help you get out of this struggle. I had no way that I was going to end this message like this, but I know the Spirit of God is moving me to do this. I'm going to wait. Anybody else? Thank you. I see your hand over here. Appreciate that. Thank you. I see your hand back there. I appreciate that. Thank you. I see your hand right here. I appreciate that. Anybody else? Thank you. I see your hand right here. Thank you. I see your hand right here. Anybody else? I see your hand right here. I'm going to wait. Anybody else? Thank you. I see your hand right here. Thank you. I see your hand right here. Boy, I tell you what, the Spirit of God is moving. And Father, in Jesus' name, I declare over those who have raised their hands and even those who are already participating in how you want to bless them. And I declare your word says that you will rebuke the devourer. That's right. That's right. And there are some people, Father, they are in the midst of a situation where they need the, the, for you to just rebuke the devourer. So we rebuke the devourer now. We, we thank you for rebuking the devourer on their behalf. 
all those payday loans and debt and issues and credit cards and things that they can't pay off. God, they just submitted. They put the idol down. Now you can open the windows of heaven. Now you can pour them out a blessing. And we declare that they're going to see increase in their lives like they've never seen before. Now I'm going to declare something over you as singles that I want you to receive. Father, in Jesus' name, I declare over these single individuals that everything they have heard has been rooted in their hearts. I declare that they love you and they live to please you. I declare that they are doers of your word and not just hearers. And I decree that as they walk in the principles that they are hearing, that your blessings are looking for them to overtake them. I thank you that no good thing are you withholding from their lives because they have chosen to walk uprightly before you. And I decree over them as a man of God, that they will be in position as you schedule the blessings for their lives that will make them rich and add no sorrow in Jesus' name. Everybody say, I received that. I received it. Uh, come on, give the Lord a hand clap right there at your seats. So listen, we never like to close our services without giving people an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of their lives. So-